Welcome back to the Redeemed Podcast, The Encounter. I'm here sitting with Daniel, myself, House, and uh, Kitrip, also known as David, whatever you'd like. <laughs> and um, today we're going to be talking about being a true disciple. Um, I really like this. Uh, t- well, I, I always say that I really like all the topics, so just ignore that. Um, I really like this one because um, to be a genuine and a real disciple is not really what we think. And the, the one, the podcast right before, right, we were talking about expectations uh, and versus reality. And I think that's really um, applicable also here, right? Like what we expect a true disciple to be like and what it really is to be a disciple. Um, and I think one of the greatest examples that we can see is Judas, right? Because he was a disciple. Mm-hmm. He was chosen, right? Yeah. Yeah, an apostle, um, but he was a disciple of Christ, right? He heard him, he was with him, he sat at his table, he took the bread, he took the wine, you know, he was constantly there. And still, uh, even though the appearances showed that he was a true disciple, uh, what was in his heart was not what was what you would consider, right? So we could see there again, expectation, you think, oh, Judas, yeah, incredible disciple, reality, his heart was not there. And so I, I was reading Matthew 16, uh, 24 through 28. And I, I think this tells us how to be God's followers, how to be uh, real followers. But I talk too much, so let me just read it to you guys. <clears throat> then Jesus said to his followers, if any of you want to be my follower, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. Any of you who try to save the life you have will lose it. But you who give up the life for me will find true life. It is worth nothing for you to have the whole world if you yourself are lost. You can never pay enough to buy back your soul or your life. The Son of Man will come again with his Father's glory and with his angels, and he will reward everyone for what they have done. Believe me when I say that there are some people standing here who will see the Son of Man coming with his kingdom before they die. Um, That last verse I just really like. But uh, mostly the thing that it's telling you here is if you want to be his follower, if you want to be his disciple, stop thinking about what you want. Forget, the, forget your own thoughts and align your thoughts to the mind of Christ. Uh, let's remember that his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So what we have to do is get rid of our thoughts. Say our thoughts are manly. Our thoughts are pretty much nonsense. And we take the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is what um, allows us right, to understand him and what he wants. And therefore follow him correctly. Now, I really like when you said how, like, you're supposed to, like, obviously give everything for the Lord, of course, which is obviously super important as every single Christian. But it's also really important as disciples as well to be able to pretty much, like, drop everything that holds them down, pretty much, and be able to exalt and be able to understand what does the Lord want for me, right? And I'm going to give you a little verse right here. It says in Matthew 4, 17. Now, before we read this as well, this is like when Jesus was first starting his ministry, right? So it says right here, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past mm. sins, live your way, live your way life in a way that proves repentance. And he goes on and pretty much saying that he wants us this way, of course, in order to live in the kingdom of heaven. Right. And I really like how this was first established because not only the fact that this is when he was first starting his ministry, but this was like the first command he gave to his ministry as well, because it doesn't make sense for me to tell you, he's like, oh, you want to be a disciple? Oh, go out and um, like, cast demons, cast out demons, go and uh, preach to the people. It's like, no, first you have to understand the fact that we ourselves have to actually like give our lives to him, of course, right? And to the Lord, because it doesn't make sense to have unfaithful and like 
unfaithful disciples and just like okay why am i gonna have an unfaithful disciple that's out preaching and etc right which is super important because for a ministry to work we also need people who are actually dedicated in the lord and be able to understand the fact is like okay what i want is probably something that the lord want doesn't want of course excuse me because the lord obviously wants something else <laughs> um but pretty much what i'm just what I'm trying to say is the fact that most of the time we are so stuck in this mindset the fact that we're trying to fix our own problems with our own ways of thinking right um like let's say i don't know lord how am i going to pay for school or whatever like that right or in that case like was it like how am i going to do this how am i going to do that you're so stuck on trying to do what on your part instead of relying on what the lord can actually do because obviously the lord's obviously a great resource in order to um like help us out but in the resource in the sense of like not like i need you just for this and that you know what i'm saying like in the resources in the sense like where's the relationship you know what i'm saying because if there's no relationship then there's like no boundaries or no crossway for you to get to that point but yeah could you have had something to say i like to say that like calling yourself a christian just going to church is like it doesn't save you from anything calling yourself a christian is like saying it's like a title from a video game you're just a christian but are you really dedicating yourself to god uh so what I like to say is that um, in the Bible it says First Peter two twenty one, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. So we should be like Christ and follow His steps that He left us, left, left us off from, so we can follow Him to spread Your word. Because He got mocked many times from many people spreading His words. We should be like Him to take the hate, from, to take the mock from the world of people, to spread His gospel, to have people turn to Christ and repent from their sins. Amen. I was going to tell you guys that, that, you know, what you said was so beautiful because being a Christian is not being a disciple. There's two different things. Like, for example, you can be, you can go a, a school goer, but you being a student is a lot different, right? A student is actually a person that is willing to uh, accept teachings and accept uh, doctrine, mm -hmm. right? And, and being a true disciple, like you said, like, is going past the first, um, how can I say this, the first, let's just say barrier, of salvation and not only not not you stop doing things because you're safe but now you start doing things because you love mm -hmm. and you love to learn and you want to learn more about this uh creator that we know very little about but yet there's 66 books mm -hmm. in the bible that we can't even finish reading right and uh you know some guy today asked me he was like you know if you had one question you can ask god what would you ask and I was wondering, I was like, I don't even know what I would ask him, right? Because there's so many questions. Mm -hmm. And and I, that's the thing that, that, that's what a real disciple is. A disciple a disciple is a person that is willing to have a teacher. This is, a, this is, what, this is what a true disciple is. A, true, a disciple is somebody that is willing to go under somebody, under, under, uh, under somebody that is above him to contain more information to contain a better himself so for example how do you how do you become better at what you do because at home you have your father and he is your teacher and you know that sooner or later the worst you can possibly become is like your dad and your dad seems like a very good guy and good things you know if you follow christ and everything you'll be even better than god right so uh, not god than your dad i'm sorry not bad, better than god so than your dad um so we understand we understand that a disciple a true disciple of god uh has like a few like how can i say this like uh like characteristics and and one that i that i, that I found that that really stood out to me is um well i have a few but the one that i wanted to speak today for example is in matthew 10 24 and it says a disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant is above his master 
And then Luke 6.40 says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. So just, just in that, when Jesus makes disciples, when Jesus comes and makes disciples, they never thought they were better than Jesus Christ. Mm. They just knew that they were like, Jesus is Jesus. And that's what it should be. A disciple never wants to go above a teacher, even though you might be better than your teacher. It's never good. It's never a, a, a good thing. A good disciple never go. Oh, I'm better than you, you know. Because even though you can be, you shouldn't. Because you were the disciple. He showed you. Therefore, it's like me trying to say, oh, I'm better than you, Dad. It's not possible. Are you telling your dad, Hey, Dad, I'm better than you? It's not possible because he showed you how to be. So one of the characteristics that I see that a true disciple has is this one not trying to be above his teacher, but just trying to copy who he is. Go ahead. Now, this is kind of like an example that I kind of saw on YouTube as well. It's super interesting because it's like, whoa. We all know who Gordon Ramsay is. He's like an actually really important chef, right? Um, like everyone knows him and all this stuff, right? But it's super important the fact that at one point he had to learn from someone, right? Mm. And that obviously throughout his time and throughout his years, although, yeah, he may be the best, quote unquote, the best chef in the world, that's obviously debatable, right? Um, I mean, obviously, I've never like gone to food. Yeah, you haven't eaten my food, bro. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> bro, exactly. Food, bro. <laughs> um, but pretty much, um, it's funny because when I was watching this interview, he actually said that sometimes, like, his actual chef, the one who taught him, can actually, like, go to any of his restaurants and literally just smoke them. Like, it's pretty impressive because for a person, like, that's not well as known, a well-known no. as chef, like, compared yeah. to Gordon Ramsay, and to still smoke him, he's like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. It's like, okay, I'm willing. The fact It's so interesting, the fact, because he's actually willing to open and learn, and he's like, you know, I know you're right. Let me try and actually be better. Since I'm considered the, quote-unquote, the best in the world, what right. can I do myself to actually so become better yeah, yeah become better and it's super important because taking it in their perspective with like jesus and us it's important as well because if we're not able to like be able to open for change then how are we ourselves going to reach that reach that potential to be able to preach be able to teach be able to do all these amazing things that the lord hasn't Sort for us, but yeah, it was like a little train of thought. No, and, and it's a good train of thought because, for example, when you have a teacher, he's never gonna say, Wow, good job, Danny, yeah. you're an amazing. What is he gonna say? Hey, you know what you're doing? You're missing this, mm -hmm. and you almost becomes annoying, right? Like, dude, do, do, am, am I doing anything good? And you know what's the answer they always give? You are, but if I only tell you the good things, yeah. you're, not, you're not getting better at anything. And if you notice, being a true disciple is willing to say, Willing, willing and being able to hear somebody criticize you and take it as constru uh, constructive criticism. And you know what's going to uh, tell you about the thing you were telling about your teacher? You know, necessarily, I don't think it's that we can't ever be better. I think it's that we don't show off to be better. You right. know, like for example, I was thinking John the Baptist, uh, John the Baptist, right? Baptist. John the Baptist, <laughs> that's right. We're all have an off day. You know, at yeah. this point, you know, like I had so many of these, I'm just, I just go right through them. Yeah. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, Jesus, honestly, think about this. Even John the Baptist tells him like, no, 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 you should be baptizing me. But Jesus does what? He's humble and he mm -hmm. says, no, nah, you came before me. Mm -hmm. You baptize me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is God in flesh. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Like that, that, I would never even dare to like, oh, no, I would like to touch him, but just, just say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like for the, for the, for like the thing, like, right, like the teacher, he had like this respect. And I think one of the things about being a true disciple is um, copying Jesus, you know, being like him because he was God's true disciple, right? He literally, a disciple looks just like his teacher. A student is like his teacher. And you don't have a... For example, when you hear the hermanos preach after they come to the disciples so long, what do they talk about? 
they talk about um, eschatologia. Why? Because our pastor, our apostle, all what he loves is to talk about eschatologia. So we are what we listen to, right? We are what we who we learn from. Uh, you see somebody who's been a student of somebody and they sound just like them, right? It's incredible like that. And I, I think that's really important that we we have this uh, humility, right? And that uh, Jesus had it. Jesus was always willing to be the least of them. He was always willing to be the servant. He was always to, willing to be below to exalt others. And I think that's incredible. Um, and if I can share another uh, characteristic that I think is important. Um, in Matthew 6, 16, it says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And of course, we're not talking about fasting. Uh, I promise this will be applied differently. But uh, the true disciple is not looking to please those like the eyes right like uh when jesus would come at the pharisees he would say like you praise me from your lips out but your heart is somewhere else and that's what a true disciple does a true disciple doesn't care if house thinks i'm consecrated or if kitchen thinks like wow this chick like look at her she even like speaks with her velo on you know yeah. like no <laughs> it's not about that it's about hey the one i'm pleasing is god and mm -hmm. the things that i do when they're hard for me when i know i would get a reward and clapping from others i do them in secret because mm -hmm. the one who i want to please is my God. father. I think that's what's important. Having a heart of a disciple, not just the actions of a disciple. Because mm -hmm. Judas had the actions of a disciple, but eventually his heart gave him away. Yeah, you know, I was going to tell you, there's this example that, um, I don't know why it comes up to me, but it reminds me of a karate kid. I'm so sorry. I know <laughs> no, that, you know, you know how, how the, the teacher of this guy would tell him to do like wax on and wax off, right? Yeah. But what was the point? He was like, you're never going to use this for fighting, right? Mm -hmm. Until there's that moment that he had to fight for his life and he had all the teachings and that's exactly what uh -huh. Dora was saying you know what i mean that when somebody learns things like for example if, if somebody teaches me something i'm not gonna be like hey guys oh uh, you know according to reading the bible and i started saying like if it's mine but in 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 in, in retrospect like in mm -hmm. backwards i study that and if the time comes that somebody need, tells me, hey, what do you think about this? I am actually, you know, I'm knowledgeable mm -hmm. about that subject. And and that's such a cool thing to do, right? Because a lot of people uh, in, in the older time, they would make themselves look like they were clean from the outside. And Jesus told them the backwards, you guys look like tombs mm -hmm. that have been, you know, widened outside. And in reality, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're rot, you're rotten inside. So uh, it's crazy how we, how we see that a true disciple is not trying to please um, how do I say, uh, uh, people, but they're trying to please God. And sometimes that might not look uh, uh, pleasing to the to the eye of, of man. For example, um, I, I've, I've known, I know people that they're kind of rude to, to people. And they're like, oh, I don't like, I don't like ketchup because he's rude. And then ketchup's like, I'm not being rude. I'm just telling you what's in my mind. And I don't care what you think. I'm going to keep going because God loves me and I'm okay with God. Like Paul, Paul says, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I only care what Jesus, what God thinks about me. Mm -hmm. So that's super cool characteristic that we see as a true disciple. Can we remember, we're no longer talking about Christians. We're talking about uh, disciples. You guys have something to say before we continue? Yeah, I yeah. Just go, to please, like, please, please, no, please. Good. No so pretty much, I, it's like kind of applicable here as well. Well, not kind of, but it is. It's uh, applicable <laughs> here as church as well. You know, obviously we have many people who come and believe and, well, quote unquote believe. He's like, hey, I'm doing all these actions and stuff like that. I'm out here serving. I'm out here helping with podcasts. I'm out here helping with um, uh, whatever, X, Y, and Z, right? And it's important because 
think about it in like the perspective of like entering a house of course right you cannot just enter a house and expect to be taken care of like as you there was children of course as if you were their children yeah you might be taken care of like as like hospitality but that's like more of like respect and like manners of course mm -hmm. but are you really going to be there and be baby the whole time and not be able to give anything you know what i'm saying like you yourself have to put those actions into work and be able to become one with this family right so i'm obviously talking in your perspective of like a family house and like you're trying to like enter in of course um but it's also really like a proud moment as well because the fact that not only it goes one way in order for them to help us but also we ourselves have to put in something as well in order to, for it to like balance everything out and be was like you help me i help you type of thing right you know right what I'm saying? and that's and that's the beautiful thing about being a disciple and having a teacher right mm -hmm. for a while the teacher will help you out and mm -hmm. as the teacher grows and the disciple grows mm -hmm. then the teacher kind of you know stays mm -hmm. and the, the disciple grows mm -hmm. And he continues to to take uh, from there, and that's honestly that's a beautiful uh, characteristic as well. Mm -hmm. And I was going to tell you guys that another characteristic that I saw was in Luke fourteen twenty six, and it says, "If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, listen, listen to this, and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple." This so this is a verse that I was trying to tell you is that there's a verse in the Bible that says that you must hate your your whole family. And when I'm trying to say that when it says hate, I'm not trying to say like you're trying to kill your wife and you kill your kids, right? That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is like, look, in order to be a disciple, the first thing in your life has to be Christ. And that's something that we're we're not even understanding. We don't even do as a basic uh uh disciple like for example what do you do in your first like what do you do first in the day and that should say a lot to you in your world how god is like where is it do you consider do you consider the earthly things more important than god do you consider your family more important than god which some people do and i don't i don't i don't blame them i understand like okay that's you like do you consider what do you consider above god because if you consider something above god then you cannot be a true disciple mm -hmm. and i'm not saying this this is not what i'm trying to say in my mind this is what the bible says in luke 14 26 it says you must uh, you must despise these people in order for me to live with you because and then as as i grow as i grow up and as i read the bible more i understand that it's because of god that we have a wife that we have a, a, a mom and dad kids so therefore if somebody's giving you these blessings who should you love more the people the person that's giving you these blessings or the blessings themselves it should be the person that's giving the blessings. so uh, one of the characteristics is understanding that everything should be under god mm -hmm. under god it should understand we should understand that everything should be under Every, and everything else that God has given us has, has to be, sorry, Jesus has to be on top and everything that God gives us has to be under. And that's the way that we, uh, how, how can I say this? We stand out from being a Christian person to being a disciple. Disciple is, what is, what is it? It's to, to, to prefer Jesus over everything. I don't know if you guys have, have something to say. Go ahead, please. Uh, I think another characteristic of being a disciple is having faith and trusting in God. Yes. Uh, verse I have is Matthew 26, 39. And going to a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, is it possible? If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not, nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will. So I think for this verse, when Jesus was on the mountain praying to God to pass on this cup, he wanted. He didn't want to die for us, but he still died for us. He still was willing to die for us to forgive our sins. I think we have to be the same way as a disciple to do God's will, to be faithful to God. Because without faith, we can't believe that Jesus is God. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And where does that faith come from? We were speaking about it in the first podcast. It comes from numerous of trials. So, so you guys have to understand that being a disciple is not just like, oh, I'm Christian, now I'm a disciple. No, it becomes this, this, uh, this, this, I don't know how to say this, like this chains of processes and process and process and process. And then what does that do? It kind of gives you, have you ever had callus? Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. you, know, you have callus, bro. You, I know you I lift know weights. It's like the little like hard when part. when it gets hard oh, yeah. after you yeah. lift. Yeah. Like the first, the first time, <laughs> what does it do? It bleeds, right? Mm-hmm. Or the first time you're like, oh, my hands hurt. The second time, it bleeds, but doesn't bleed as much. And as time goes, it becomes yellow, like, right? And then as now that when you lift heavy stuff, it doesn't bleed, right? That's exactly what trial does to our faith. It hardens it. It, it like, makes it hard. So not anything can just come by and move you off your rock or move you off what you what you, what you were uh, believing already. And that's what I like about the uh, characteristic of the disciple, just like Jesus was. Jesus was a disciple of the Father. And what he does is comes, let, let it be your will be done. I, this is what I want. I don't want to die. But if you can just make me skip this, this cup for me, that would be great. And what does the Father do? Send him some... Uh, um, cons- uh, consonants, huh? yeah, yeah, consonants. Okay, consonants. Yeah. I was just gonna say that I love what you guys are saying, like about the faith being hard. Because, uh, when it talks about the armor of God in the Bible, Ephesians 6, it says that the faith it's the shield of faith, which is incredible, right? Like, what do you defend yourself with? The shield of faith, like, your faith is what literally stops these arrows coming, right? Like, the arrows that they shoot with a whole bunch of fire. Uh, I really love this. I don't know what movie I saw it in. But I know that there's like uh, they're shooting like uh, fire bad. arrows, mm-hmm. and all of the maybe yeah. is it yeah. that all the people grab their yeah. their shield and they like do a little like huddle, yeah. and like it doesn't get them. Okay, so it's three hundred guys watching. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the point is that Those I thought it was so incredible <laughs> because there's not only one disciple, there's many disciples, right? And if you learn how to be in unity, which is a true mark of a disciple, that you have to learn how to love your brother. And, and sister, although the verse you were reading said hate, right? But that's just like showing allegiance to right. Jesus, right? right? Like love Jesus so much you're willing to leave everyone behind. But also love your brothers when they're there with you. And when these darts of the enemy come, you're not alone. And you all have your shield of faith. You are all believers. You all stand for the same thing. And you guys all say a 300 assemble, boom. You drop it, and you you guys are gangsters. Like, that was like Avengers and 300. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Avengers Assemble? <laughs> all right, whatever. The point is, I've watched a lot of movies, and we can apply this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, pretty much, I really like your example, because not only that these arrows can actually like, be the enemy, but sometimes they can be our friends as well. You know, And it's super important, because as disciples, we often are actually like targeted all the time, obviously, right? And it's super like messed up obviously but it's what tests us in the long run of course right and it's obviously important that we also have to stay vigilant and stay alert at all times and see be able to apply the word in our daily lives like if someone like say danny like you're bashing on me saying x y and z you're not a true disciple i know who i am with the lord you know what i'm saying like who are you to tell me about my relationship with god Mm -hmm. like other than us of course right and here it says in psalms 41 9 it says right here even my own close friend and whom I trusted who ate my bread has lifted up his heel against me, which is pretty much mm, betraying. Mm-hmm. And it's super important because sometimes we believe our friends as well. Like, was it our disciples as well? But, like, also do not be deceived as well because sometimes these guys are probably, like, um, what's the saying? Like, was it, like, 
a wolf as a sheep. I forgot. Yeah, a uh, wolf and sheep clothing. Yeah, wolf and sheep clothing, right? And um, like sometimes they honestly, God forbid, I hope anyone doesn't go through this. But obviously, we're the light of the world and salt of the world, of course. Mm-hmm. Which I really like the salt part because not only that we're here to be able to help consecrate the word within the world but we're also the light as well trying to show like what the word can be able to transform into people's lives right not only our own of course right and obviously like was it it's super important that not only our friends like was it be able to witness this but the fact that we can also be able to help change them of course like yeah they may be the wolves but like let's try and like help these guys actually become the sheep of christ and look and look look look, look what's crazy about what you said because mm-hmm. you said to help out your friends right mm-hmm. help out the people look what Look what Matthew ten forty two says: "As whoever gives one of these little ones, mm. even a cold of cup of, uh, of water, because he is a disciple, mm. truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward." So, what does a true reward? What does what does a true disciple do? Give. He saves. Mm-hmm. He's willing to give a cold cup of water to people that don't deserve it. Hey, go ahead. I was just going to say Romans twelve nineteen. It like literally says the same thing you're saying. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Believe it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's literally what you're saying. Yeah, and this, that, that's, that's crazy. What, what is a disciple? A disciple is a person that gives. Guys, mm-hmm. listen, this is the hardest part because um, you guys don't understand something. Giving is better than receiving. Mm-hmm. And this is, I know people, I know you go, oh, yeah, Danny, I, amen, you know. Yes, but do we really give? For example, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you something that my mm-hmm. uncle used to tell me. He used to tell me, Danny, I never understood that verse until I had to, until I had to receive something. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, the Bible says giving is better than receiving because giving means you have a surplus Mm -hmm. and receiving means you need you're in need of something and when you give you never feel bad about giving but when you receive there's a sense of shame right like no 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 it's okay it's okay Mm -hmm. well what is the first thing when i say hey you want to invite you to eat or something no 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 it's okay okay. i have Mm -hmm. money then no and it's not about that it's it's about you understanding that the people that give have surplus Mm -hmm. and those people that give tend to stay in a surplus and those people that don't like giving end up what receiving and Mm -hmm. stay in a sense of receiving of lack Mm -hmm. that's why i always tell people i always tell people i always tell people this when you have a little bit i'm not saying go and give it but if somebody needs something give them even if you guys even guys even if it's the dumbest thing like a ride back home uh you know a meal a movie whatever it is that you might think that doesn't go but it does go a long way uh and honestly god has blessed me and i literally i give whenever i can i give i give i give i give and god has never let me lack and I honestly, I, I, I even tell, I even tell my sister, and I tell everybody that's around me, like I don't even know why I have, I don't even keep that much, uh, <laughs> I don't even keep that much, uh, how do you call it, control over my, my my finances, and God blesses me, and now I understand this verse because a true disciple, not that I'm saying that I'm the true disciple either, right? But I'm just saying that a true disciple is willing to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all working on it, right? Yeah. So, so what is it? You must be giving. A true disciple is not receiving all the time. A true disciple is giving all the time. Go ahead. And you know, I, I think it's so interesting that the Bible, uh, how do you say recalca? Like, uh, like, yeah, like states a lot of times, like over and over and over, uh, how we should do this. Like listen to Luke 6.32. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that for you? 
For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from who you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And I think that is incredible. Like Even the Most High is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Why aren't we? Dude, we were the ungrateful and the evil in one in one moment, and right until mm-hmm. God called us from darkness to light, and in that same way, we have to pay back. You know, when people, you know, it's crazy that God is is merciful with those people, right? The grateful, ungrateful, and evil. And the order, like honestly, we we can all go ahead. Like when, for example, you help a kid trip with something, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even say thank you. What do you? What's, yeah, you the, what's so the first thing? Him. What's the first thing you say? All right, last time I help you. <laughs> That's in our heart. That's where that's we want to be. That's that's our flesh <laughs> speaking. But a true disciple would be like, it's okay. He doesn't yeah. know any better. I'm going to continue to help him as much as... And don't get me wrong. That comes to my mind a lot of times. And it comes to mind in a lot of times, not just in me, but everything. Everything that... that even people outside, for example, there's this the homeless guy that's outside. Mm-hmm. I Dude, every time that I have money, cash, I stop by and I give him 20 bucks, 15 mm-hmm. bucks. 10, I even give him food. And never... It has, he hasn't come and talked to me like in, like in a month. And like inside me, I'm like, ah, oh, this guy, everything I've done for him, nah, man. <laughs> and I'm, and then right now, when I'm reading this and I'm hearing you guys saying, I'm like, that's not, that's not what a, what true disciple would do. A true disciple would still give him, mm-hmm. despite, despite the fact that he's ungrateful. Maybe he's evil. Maybe he's not doing anything. The the beautiful thing is that being a true disciple is willing to give at all times, and not only giving because. For example, if I asked you to let me borrow five bucks, you know I'm good for 50 bucks, right? I'm good, you know I'm good for five bucks. But what about that one person that you know they don't have five <laughs> bucks to give you? And they go, hey, can I please borrow five bucks? And you're like, I'm never gonna oh, get these back. <laughs> yeah. You you have to be willing. That's the difference. And honestly, you should you should guys yes, I wish you guys could be my conversations that I have with like older hermanos. Because they go, they tell me, Oh hermano, you know, Danny, should I let uh, this hermano borrow? $15,000. And I'm looking at him like, hermano, what's wrong with hermano? You know, he's he's down and out and uh, he doesn't have any money to pay me back, but I, I don't know if I should give him, you know, the money. And I always tell him this, if you want to get it back, no. don't borrow, don't let him borrow it. Yeah. He was like, what do you mean? He was like, yeah, if you want to get the money back, don't let him borrow it. But if you want to be a true disciple and you want to make God happy, give it to him without expecting anything. They never give me money <laughs> because it's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult to 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 let somebody borrow something that they are not good for, and that's what make that's what separates us. If if you do that, then you're just like every other Joe. If you don't do that, then you're a true disciple of Christ. Go ahead. I was gonna tell you, Danny, that you know what puts this into perspective when we are are terrible and ungrateful to God, mm. and then uh, I'm not saying that God can only touch your church, but. Uh, like you forget about him for like a week let's even two whatever and then all of a sudden comes Sunday and you're like yeah, you know God I'm sorry like I can't believe that I forgot about you or, or something you know and all of a sudden the spirit of the Lord touches you you're undeserving of this great incredible gift or maybe you've been bad maybe you've been sinning maybe you've been like oh, I don't care and God comes and he touches you we were so undeserving of this great grace and this great gift that he can give us and still we don't do the same for our brothers and who are we to judge the same as us, you know? Yes, um, yeah. The creator, God himself, the one who made us, the one who made everything that 
our eyes can see and feast on, you know? Uh, he himself says, you know, there's grace for you, there's love for you, yeah. even when you don't do this. So I think that puts it into perspective. When we've been poor, he's lent to us. Yeah, and honestly, just just we can end it because we almost have 30 minutes. Oh, okay. We have 30 minutes. I, I, want, I wanted to uh, just hit this last uh, this, um, characteristic that I saw, and it says John 9, 28. Um, Jesus comes and he heals this blind man that was born blind. And he and then they all all the Pharisees got up and told them and they were and they reviled him and saying, "You are the you are you are his disciple." Talking to this man that was blind, you are his disciple. You you're the disciple of Jesus Christ, but we are disciples of Moses. And honestly, that just clicks me because sometimes we are like those Pharisees. You know what I mean? We say, "Oh, I'm a disciple of you know Apostle so and so, and I'm an and I'm a disciple of so and so." And you know what my question was? I was gonna, if I were this guy, this brand guy that Jesus saved me, I would have said, "Isn't it all under the same God? Aren't we all disciples of God? Therefore, if I'm disciples, and you know, we said this, Paul, it says it doesn't matter if you're disciples of a Paul, mm, of or Apollo, or it doesn't matter. It all goes under one umbrella, which is Jesus Christ, which is God, which is the Father, which is the Trinity. Why? Because it's not about who you're listening to. It's not about who's teaching you, even though your teacher is important. But it's not about who's teaching. It's about who is over everybody, which is God. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like this because when they told this blind man, this used to be blind man tells him oh i know you're his disciple but we are disciples of moses i was wondering the same beautiful thing that jesus did for this man that gave him gave him sight again is the same god that parted the red sea and they are splitting hair saying oh i am the disciple of moses so a true disciple is the disciple that understands that is not the man that he follows, but mm -hmm. is the is God that he follows. Mm -hmm. True disciples are the ones that they don't say, "Oh, I follow, I follow House, I follow David, I follow, you know, Chris, I follow," but I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. Those are the true disciples. That doesn't matter if uh, doesn't matter who is in front. What matters is that God continues to be in front, and that's is what makes a true disciple mm -hmm. you guys have something to say or you guys want to end it right there oh my god I shouldn't have said anything but okay <laughs> guys thank you guys for tuning in once more and guys uh, follow us on our social media and I'll see you guys next week every Wednesday at 4pm God bless take care <laughs>